Hello and welcome to another episode of the Brick House Team Previews. I'm Bob Johnson. And I'm Matt Baker. Bob, you're really trying to class up this joint with that. <laughs> Just trying to bury the intro a little bit. You know what else classes up the joint? The Blazer's Edge. Blazer's Edge brings you two Portland Trail Blazers weekly podcasts. Oh, wow, two. On the Almighty Baller Radio, almightyballer.com. Check out both their episodes weekly, and they'll tell you what we can't tell you about the Blazers, which is quite a ton. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. If that's you want enough to fill up two episodes a week, I'm sure. If you want to find us on Twitter, it's at BrickHousePod. I'm at Hey, it's Matt Baker. BrickHousePodcast.com is where you can check us out and email us. Uh, rate and review the show five stars if you if you want, even if you don't want, just do it. Yeah. What do we got, Bob? Just like every team this season, we're going to start off the season by roasting the Portland Trail Blazers and the obvious, you know, hipster jokes that uh, will come from it. So here we go. Portland fans, these are just jokes. Uh, You know, get over it, you hipsters. Portland's and Denver's race for the final playoff spot last year was tighter than the average Portland man's pants. (laughs) We made a lot of jokes about how white Salt Lake City is, but Portland is up there, too. If Utah is the Mormon Tabernacle Choir, then Portland is the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> a trailblazer used to be someone who forges a path never taken before. Now it's just someone who smokes pot in the city parks. <laughs> Portland is known for quirky traditions like an annual adult soapbox derby and passing on all-time great players to draft injury-prone centers. <laughs> Just like the popularity of the male beard made it easier for dudes to hide their messed up faces, the popularity of scoring point guards has made it easier for Damian Lillard to hide his terrible defense. You know what team I miss? The Jailblazers. That Portland team from the early aughts, they were the con air of NBA teams. (laughs) In Portland, they play basketball, but it's a form of basketball you probably haven't heard of yet. They aren't sellouts to the basketball (laughs) man. The Trailblazers have spent so much money on mediocrity and destroying basketball that Michael Bay says he wants to direct them this season. Oh, that's a good one. (laughs) Oh, man. Changes, Bob. Yes, let's tell our listeners about the changes to the Blazers' starting lineup or uh, their full squad. isn't a ton of blazers changes they didn't sign anyone didn't have any money to make a lot of changes that's yeah that's what i was going to get at next they did they did enter the the fray of the rockets trading day when they traded tim quarterman to the rockets for cash considerations remember that day the rockets made about seven different trades yeah they they have been uh texting carmelo anthony too and trying to get him to waive the no yeah. trade clause they, no avail. They traded Alan Crabb to the Nets for Andrew Nicholson and promptly stretched him. They traded him for, for cap relief, essentially. Yeah. I was pretty excited that they drafted uh, John Collins. I think he's going to be really good. Zach Collins. Bro. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you think he's going to be great. <laughs> and they drafted Caleb Swan again. So, yeah, the only real additions were the two draft picks. This will be the first full season with Yusuf Nurkic, right. too. 
Yeah, you know, if you're Myers Leonard, you got to see that Zach Collins draft pick and really start looking over your shoulder. Or he uh, just treats him like a younger brother, and he's like, let me tell you about this place. (laughs) Stay mediocre long enough, they'll give you all the money you want. (laughs) Okay, let's get right into the starting lineup then for Portland. And now, the starting lineup for your Portland Trailblazers! You know, I did make a Damian Lillard joke in our roast segment, but uh-huh. he is one of my favorite players sure. in the league. He plays with that intensity of Russell Westbrook or Kobe Bryant. Shame for C.J. McCollum. I mean, he's like the Bradley Beal of the Western Conference. Yeah. The way that it's starting to get stacked out West, he may never make the All-Star team. The fun part about the Blazers this year is just kind of a lack of guards in general. After they traded Alan Crabb, they're, it's basically Pat Connaughton and maybe Evan Turner behind C.J. McCollum. So you could basically see Lillard and McCollum playing 48 minutes a night, just jacking up shots and running up their stats. They could do it. Uh, Maurice Harkless will be starting at small forward again. Al Farouk Aminu at the power forward spot, and Yusuf Nurkic at center. Nurkic really turned it on after getting traded from Denver. He did. It looked like he was a great player, and then Nikola Jokic really took the spotlight. They started trying to play them together in Denver. That didn't work out well. Nurkic, I don't know if he was pouting or just it really wasn't a good fit on the team with the Nuggets, but he's had a real resurgence. Looks like he prefers the stoned weirdos of Portland to yeah. Denver. <laughs> those are those. That's his type of crowd out there. He does have a beard, so he fits in. Yeah. Uh, what's the Vegas over-under for this team? The Vegas over-under is 40 and a half. 40 and a half. Okay, so we got them ranked uh, higher than uh, Vegas would have you believe. And they weren't in our five straight run of 40 and a half earlier. Well, I think they're going to finish over on mm-hmm. that. People were comparing Isaiah Thomas to Damian Lillard during the Kyrie. Or no, they were comparing Kyrie to Damian Lillard saying mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah. Kyrie never really won anything before LeBron James was there. And Damian Lillard sent out a tweet. is just like, uh, do I need to remind you guys that I've finished above 500 every year in my <laughs> NBA career? So, yeah, I'm taking over over 41 wins I like, for, for Portland. I like that. The game of Survivor is a game that not every man has the stomach for. No. But in Portland, we will tell you who would win and who would be the first voted off. I think Lillard will rap a verse about how he's going to beat you at Survivor and then beat you exactly how he said oh, he would. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. None of his teammates would ever vote him off. Rather, they're happy to follow his alpha dog lead. First guy voted off has to be the seven-foot-tall Justin Bieber, Myers Leonard. Ooh, yeah. When I saw Zach Collins' eyes were bluer than the Pacific, I knew Portland had found their new white center before anyone else. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an eternal pursuit to find the next Bill Walton drafting these white guys. Zach Collins isn't him. Spoiler. Winner, C.J. McCollum. I think all the focus will be on Lillard, and then they have a bunch of giants, and he's just going to kind of sneak through the fray, and uh, he'll he'll end up the winner. Like Forrest Gump surviving? Exactly. Exactly <laughs> like Forrest Gump. I'm glad you brought that up. First off, Evan Turner. Villain on the basketball court, villain on the island. Although, now I'm starting to rethink, because every good survivor needs their villain, you know? So he, he, need, he might need to last a few episodes, but I'm still saying he gets voted off first. I forgot I had written a uh, Evan Turner roast joke. 
it went something like this. It was uh, Mark Titus nicknamed Evan Turner the villain because in college he always put on his Facebook post that he was chilling. But I think, Evan Turner, it's time for a new nickname. What rhymes with destroys your team chemistry because you hog the ball and can't shoot from the outside? <laughs> Zing! Let's get into five stars. That's the segment where we rank things from the city of Portland between one and five stars. I rank strip clubs. Oh, wow. Okay. Portland has more strip clubs per capita than any U.S. city. Really? I would not have said that. Yeah, it's always surprised me to uh, to know that. They seem so chill and back to nature, not uh, into the strippers. I, I feel like their strip clubs, they have extra clothes on or like cool... <laughs> cool clothes it's like plaid logger jackets Re- reverse strip clubs yeah i've always been impressed at how naked women in the strip club come off way more comfortable being there than i do you know <laughs> yeah. wearing all of my clothes yeah. that's confidence loggers and conservationists in portland can apparently agree on this one thing mm-hmm. i'll give uh four stars okay me seeing john malkovich walking around a bunch of food trucks deciding what to eat did this happen to you this in Portland? This happened. The very, I've only been to Portland once. Uh-huh. First thing I do, take the tram or whatever they call it into the middle of the city to meet my buddy and his wife and kids. Uh-huh. He said, you hungry? Let's go to the food trucks. They have this area where just a bunch of food trucks. Who do we see over there? Old Johnny Melks. Wow. Wandering around, looking very much like he would live in Portland, just deciding what to eat. Nice. I couldn't tell if it was uh, Malkovich or if it was John Cusack looking through the eyes oh, of John yeah. Malkovich. <laughs> That's hard to spot. Around. Yeah. Five stars. I ranked the Sierra Club. Okay. Not, not a, that's not a strip club, but a, right. but a conservationist group. Yeah. I actually worked canvassing for the Sierra Club mm-hmm. when I lived in Oregon. You try to uh, raise money to stop deforestation. It's a tough gig, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially when you took trips to more conservative towns like Salem. So it's a crapshoot knocking on the doors, right? People are usually... All for what you're doing, you know, although that doesn't mean they're going to give you any money. Sure. Or they're totally against it because they make their living cutting down trees. Yeah. You know, a lot of loggers in, in Oregon. So I only kept this job for a couple months, and I ran into the manager who trained me at a bar many months later. And he told me he had quit by then, too. And he told me that basically the Sierra Club gives less than 25% of the money they collect the causes that they claim. Yeah. But I told him, isn't 25% of something better than 100% of nothing? You know? And then he went on a rant about the government and how nonprofits <laughs> all proliferating a cycle of action centered solely on justifying their own existence. Yeah. People in Oregon are really hardcore. Yeah. So three stars for the Sierra Club, five stars for Trent, my boss, for two months, 14 years ago. <laughs> Hope you're doing well, buddy. <laughs> I like the, I'm going to give five stars to 14 years ago Bob saying isn't 20, less than 25% of something better than 100% of nothing. Yeah. Still fine. trying to, you know, <laughs> eke out all the positive out of your experience. The Naked Bike Ride. Oh, yeah. Apparently, this is a thing. A thing I don't want any part of. <laughs> One star. Quick hammer on the star rating. I, I witnessed the adult soapbox derby one time when I went there. It's an awesome city. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it is a city. I ranked a beer vana, which is the nickname for Portland. Wow. I learned this in a, a game of trivia here in L.A. Mm-hmm. They have so many great breweries and craft beers. They're nicknamed beer vana. Frankly, you had me at beer, Portland. Mm-hmm. Five stars. Okay. Stark's Vacuum Museum. 
Vacuum Museum. Okay. Not Tony Stark. Okay. Not Ned Stark, <laughs> my guy from the show Game of Thrones. Stark's Vacuum Museum. This museum really sucks. <laughs> Roasted. <laughs> yeah. And I say that positively. More than 100 vacuums on display dating all the way back to the late 1800s. Wow. I didn't know vacuums were that old. Were they just like brooms? At that time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Medieval vacuums, brooms. Four stars for the, for the chutzpah to open up a vacuum museum. But also, if you were to ask me what city would have a vacuum museum, Portland. it'd be Portland. Man, they're so hip. On the next episode of Brick House. This next team, we're in the top 10, man. Oh, man. The top 10 countdown of the Brick House previews. Matt, I've got a riddle for you. Mm-hmm. A rapper, a dinosaur, and a Game of Thrones slogan walk into a bar. You know what you got? What? The next team on our preview <laughs> of the NBA in two days. Next time on BrickCast. Thank mm-hmm. you.